Good morning, everyone. This is the second Manic Monday of the Vanessa Vanessa's Voices podcast. Welcome, welcome back. I'm glad to have you guys here. Today is Monday, the 5th of August, and I am recording this 24, respectively 48 hours after the atrocities occurred in El Paso, Texas, and um, Dayton, Ohio. There was another one in Chicago shortly after, and needless to say, my heart is heavy this morning. It's been a rough weekend for the whole country, and I think talking about all this, I want to focus on the El Paso incident real quick, just because I am in Texas, we live in North Dallas, and the shooter that carried out the mass shooting in El Paso actually lived just a few miles from us in Allen, in Collin County, and went to a community college I was planning on taking classes at. So this hits home. This is very, very, very close to us. And um, even though he decided to drive six hours to El Paso to the to a border city um, and carry out the shooting at a Walmart there, we feel like this was one of our community and it it just hurts. It hurts a lot. It's Even though this is not a political podcast, I grew up voicing my opinion. I'm not afraid to share how I feel about gun control in this country. So if you are not up to listening to my opinions on that, please push stop right now. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to continue. From someone who grew up in Europe, who was born and raised in a country that committed the Holocaust, living in the United States now in these very dark times under a president that is a racist, a predator, a bigot. It's very, very difficult. And this is not the country I visited when when I when I spent a lot of time here in the in the nineties. Things have just gone so south and it's we had a baby in 2015 and in 2016 Trump was elected president and for all the listeners that are not in the United States right now and I know you most of you are seeing all of this you are all in shock about it and it's it's kind of like a, a nightmare that just keeps on going for the past three years the reason I'm bringing up my home country of Germany is because I want to answer some questions. Does Germany have mental illness? Of course we do. Does Germany suffer from neo-Nazis, white supremacists? Absolutely. Did Germany open its borders to thousands of immigrants? Yes. Do Germans play shooting games 
the only reason why numbers of firearm killings have been steadily falling in Germany over the past few years, especially after the school shootings in Erfurt and Winnenden. Erfurt has occurred in 2002, Winnenden in 2009. And since, down, since then, Germany has clamped down on gun ownership and is now the only country where citizens under 25 have to pass a psychiatric test before um, applying for a firearm. And this is the only reason why the shootings have stopped. I want to read you some, some stats that I found. Germans are known to admire America and its freedoms, but they were horrified by the arrival of distinctly American-style school shootings in their backyard in Erfurt in 2002 and Winnenden in 2009. They have been equally as shocked by the shooting deaths by a lone gunman at a nightclub in Florida on Sunday and baffled by the United States' inability to stop the scourge. This is from 2016, so they are talking about the Orlando shooting. Germans so universally condemned the loss of life after Erfurt and Winnenden that there was barely any protest when lawmakers unceremoniously imposed a draconian clampdown on guns in the wake of the shooting rampages that left 31 victims dead. Germany, where gun ownership had already been treated as a privilege rather than an inherent right, made it even harder to own a firearm. It is now the only country in the world where anyone younger than 25 has to pass a psychiatric exam before he or she is allowed to apply for a gun license. Anyone applying for a gun has to wait a year, pass rigorous tests and have a legitimate reason for owning a gun. The numbers of people killed in Germany by guns has been falling steadily for several years and a large part of the reason for that is the tougher laws and diminished availability of guns, said Dagmar Ellerbrock, a history professor. In the 19th century, guns were really popular in Germany and the situation was similar to the way it is in the United States now. But tough laws changed all that. On top of that, there has been widespread social repudiation of guns in Germany. Since World War II and the Red Army terror wave of the 1970s, guns have not been seen as anything masculine at all, but rather reactionary and in a really negative light. Let me add a comment to that. There is a big debate about toxic... By the way, this is from the uh, Los Angeles Times, 2016. Um, there is a big problem and a big debate right now about toxic masculinity that I really want to discuss later on in my podcast as well. Um, and I do think that has a lot to do with the the horrible number of shootings in America. Now let me give you some stats here. Gun homicides in Germany fell from 106 in 2002 to 75 in 2009 and 51 in 2010. By comparison, there were 10,945 gun homicides in the United States in 2014. And they go on and on about many shootings. Fed up with gun violence, Germany didn't spend time on philosophical discussions about the rights about the rights of hunters or gun collectors in the wake of the last major school slaying in Winnenden in 2009. The country had started strengthening gun law seven years earlier after a 19-year-old high school dropout Robert Steinhäuser returned to his former school in Erfurt and shot to death 12 teachers, two students, a secretary and police officer before killing himself. 
Germany has one of the toughest gun control laws in Europe and in the whole world. I I understand that this is a unique situation in the United States. This country has more weapons than any other country in the world. And I also know that I didn't grow up here. This is not my, my culture. I have dear friends of mine who own guns who I choose to not have playdates at because they have guns in the house. And I know it's it's a it's a very very dicey, very touchy subject. However, and especially as a parent, as a mom, as a dad, as a friend, as a sister, this can't go on like that. We need a gun reform. And if you feel as numb and as terrified and as as desperate sometimes as I do in these situations where you think you can't do anything and you can't this will never change. There are things you can do. You can donate to Mom's Demand. Follow Mom's Demand on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter. Those are the women and men in the red shirts that were demonstrating yesterday in front of the um, White House in Washington. And maybe look for an event near you on their website. I'm going to attend the one in Plano in August. So if you want to join me, feel free to, to message me on all my platforms we can do way better. I do not want to send my son to elementary school in two years with a bulletproof backpack. Let me finish up this really manic, very manic Monday reading you a tweet that I since retweeted and and put on my Insta story as well. And it's from David Hogg. You can follow David Hogg at, it, at David H-O-G-G-1-1-1. And he tweeted yesterday, Racism is not a mental illness. Xenophobia is not a mental illness. Patriarchy is not a mental illness. People that are mentally ill are more likely to be the victims of gun violence rather than the perpetrators. Two-thirds of gun deaths are suicides. Stop stigmatizing mental illness. And that's what I'm going to leave here just because we are talking a lot on my podcast and on my blog about mental health. The podcast will not always be about mental health or about <laughs> political issues. I meet on Thursday with a new friend of mine. I'm very excited about about that meeting. She's a relationship coach. So please stay tuned and look forward to that episode and tune in. And for now, I'm going to leave you here. And all I want to say is love each other. And if you want change, then you need to evoke change. Then you need to speak up. I understand that, especially in the United States, in communities and families, it's often an unspoken rule that you don't talk about real issues. But I'm very outspoken and very opinionated. And that's going to stay like that. So please get used to that if you're listening to this podcast. I'll always be open about my opinions, maybe political, social, whatever it is. And I hope I find the listeners that appreciate that. I hope this helps you. Let's stick together in this and let's evoke change, the change that our children deserve. Have a great week. Bye.